0: This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Arzu, and with me is my fellow waffle, Candice. Hello, Arzu. Hello, Candace. Are you ready to talk about a subject that is very near and dear to our heart today?
1: I am ready to like do a TED Talk on this subject, honestly. Like no (laughs) preparation, just give me a mic and I'm ready to go. With
0: that in mind, because I too feel like I could just go on and on and on about this. So first things first, happy May the 4th, everybody, and happy Revenge of the 5th. This is a very big week for Star Wars. And with that in mind, we are going to talk about one of the big things in Star Wars for us, which is our queen, Padme Amidala, and specifically her Revenge of the Sith arc. We got big feelings about that. Big feelings. Big, big feelings. Because here's, here's where I'm coming from, is we start with Padme, who is kind of like, she's the driving force, I think, behind The Phantom Menace, like the first film of our generation, first Star Wars film of our generation. And she is the catalyst for the whole thing. She is driving the whole thing. She's kind of what brought me
1: into Star Wars in a bigger way. Oh, also, can we just say that she is 14 and she's she an elected 14. official for mm-hmm. a whole planet. And as a little girl who was like, we were both younger than her at that time. Yeah. And just seeing that and being like, strong female. woo! <laughs> it was the perfect combination of appealing
0: to our princess side yeah, and our cool sci-fi costumes. side. Cool costumes. Cool costume. She, she had a laser gun. She and- gets to hang out with all her friends and all their cool costumes. Like, what was not to love about Padme? So then we have Padme in Attack of the Clones and she is playing, you know, she's doing her part. She's trying to do her job, be like the senator and all that, despite the threats surrounding her. And then because of the plot and because we need to have this love story, she ends up in the PG rated version of the there's only one bed trope because it's just her and Anakin out in the middle of nowhere until they join the adventure at the end and all the action on Geonosis. Which like, whatever, that's how we get from point A to point B. But then we have Revenge of the Sith. And this movie does Padme so dirty from start to finish. And as much as I love it and as much as it's my favorite Star Wars movie, it just does her so dirty because she's just reduced to worrying about Anakin all the time. And she doesn't actually, she she is there to serve the purpose of giving birth to the heroes for the next trilogy.
1: Yeah, I don't like the term, but like she's barefoot and pregnant kind of thing.
0: Just, yeah, like I don't like the term either, but that's what they did to her. It's like they didn't, I was gonna say it's like they didn't know what to do with her, but they did know what to do with her and he got cut for time. Yeah, why we're here today.
1: It's something that I think a lot about ever since I saw those scenes, even as like a teen. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it's very disappointing once you know like what she was doing and how she like shapes the entire rest of the galaxy and the rest of these stories more than just being the mother of Luke and Leia and Anakin's reasons for turning to the dark side. She helps
0: lay the groundwork for what would eventually become the rebellion that her daughter Leia, you know, eventually runs. So it's, it's Padme, it's Bail Organa, it's Mon Mothma, it's all of their senator friends sort of taking those steps to stop Palpatine, to get him to step down, to renounce his emergency power, and to, like, you know, no longer be the Supreme Chancellor with completely unchecked authority that only he, in theory, has the authority to, to, I guess, declare that his emergency is over. So they have a petition signed by 2,000 senators, and they're going to present it to him. And there's all of this stuff going on. And you would be very forgiven for not knowing that this is going on because it's not in the movie. It's only in the deleted scenes.
1: And you kind of have to wonder, too, like everybody was going along with this. Yeah, Bale and Padme have that scene where she says, oh, this is how democracy ends with applause. But like. Very passive, you know, comment. Yeah, without the added context of these scenes, it's just kind of
0: Bale and I almost said Leah Bale and Padme sitting there being like, well, this is how liberty dies. But, you know, if you haven't seen the deleted scenes, you're like, but what did you do about it?
1: they tried. They really, really did. And the movie doesn't show that. Also, I just love that it shows, we get this more in the books, but like Bale and Padme like had a relationship. They had a friendship. Mm -hmm. And you see that in the deleted scenes, they were allies. And that kind of like, it makes me feel better, even though Padme dies at the end, knowing that her daughter goes to someone that she trusts. Exactly. And you know,
0: this is one of those things where this would have been great to see a little bit of in the movie, because it's not as though it's, irrelevant like as much as i love the scenes of padme and anakin going to padme's parents house and attack the clones it's not super relevant to the plot it's just fun to watch but this is sort of they've cut one of their main characters arcs off right at the knees
1: also it just helps so much tie it together with the next movie which at the time was a new hope Mm mm-hmm because you're wondering, well, like, how did this rebellion get started? You know, this this whole prequel was about, like, origin stories, so... And it adds that extra weight, too, if you see that, you know, this isn't a
0: new rebellion that Leia and her father just kind of started. This has been going on for for almost 20 years. This attempt to, to curb Palpatine's power, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't know if that makes it seem worse for the rebellion that they've been trying for almost two decades and couldn't figure it out, but... But it does speak to the length of the conflict and, and how yeah. hard they've been working.
1: Also, just the fact that, like, L- Lucas loves the term, like, it's poetry, it rhymes with the stories. Mm-hmm. And having Padme's death be one of the factors of Anakin turning to the dark side. Obviously, it's not her fault. But, like, that's his reason. But also have her be in charge of the organization that helped her children stop the Empire and help Anakin reconnect with Luke and turn back to the light side. So, like, Luke would not have ever been anywhere near Vader without, like, the Rebellion. Yeah.
0: She is so instrumental to the future of the galaxy, and she is reduced to who she gives birth to by the end.
1: And we're so lucky that we have the books and Clone Wars to see like exactly what she was doing as a senator beforehand and giving her so much more death. But at this point when you're like a little teen girl going to Revenge of the Sith and being like, oh,
0: oh,
1: oh, she died of a broken Nice. She died of a broken heart. We have a whole video on our YouTube page about how Padme was murdered. She didn't just give up living we'll put a link to that in the show notes yeah because yeah our girl was done dirty in multiple ways speaking of ways that our girl was done dirty so
0: we have mentioned that her plot gets elaborated in the books and one of the books that gives padme a little more to do is is matthew stover's revenge of the sith novelization which everybody talks about you've heard me talk about it too i'm sure about how great it is how poetic it is like it is generally like, it doesn't read like a normal novelization. And generally, I adore this book. However, the way the book talks about Padme, not about her rebellion arc, which I'll get to in a second, but who Padme is as a person, when I was doing
1: research for this episode, just upset me so deeply. I think I just blocked this out. We had that same issue when we were trying to figure out like, why Padme fell in love with Anakin without the Clone Wars? I mean, I could see
0: it like, he's cute. And then there's something three years in between. Like, I don't know what happened there, but fine. Like falling in love in a heightened situation. But if I may, I would like to read just a little bit, like Padme's introduction from the book. Oh, please do. Okay. So all of the introductions in this book, when you meet someone for the first time, starts with this is whoever. So this is how we meet Padme in the Revenge of the Sith novel. This is Padme Amidala. She's an astonishingly accomplished young woman who in her short life has already been the youngest ever elected queen of her planet, a daring partisan guerrilla, and a measured, articulate, and persuasive voice of reason in the Republic Senate. But she is, at this moment, none of these things. She can still play at them. She pretends to be a senator. She still wields the moral authority of a former queen, and she's not shy about using her reputation for fierce physical courage to her advantage in political debate. In most reality, the most fundamental, unbreakable core of her being is something entirely different. She is Anakin Skywalker's wife. Yet wife is too weak a word to carry the truth of her. Wife is such a small word, such a common word, a word that can come from downturned mouth with so many petty, unpleasant echoes. For Padme Amidala saying, I am Anakin Skywalker's wife, is saying neither more nor less than I am alive. Her life before Anakin belonged to someone else. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So,
1: great. Also, she wasn't the youngest queen ever. I think she even says that in Attack of the Clone. She does, doesn't she? Yeah. She says when her and Anakin are talking about her political past, she's like – Yeah. She's like, she was young, but not the youngest. Yeah.
0: Okay. So never never mind the details <laughs> that are wrong. But like her being like, well, I have all of these – like. Okay, I'm not here to say that for a woman to get married makes her unaccomplished. I feel, and I have said before, that we can have it all. We can have, like, romantic love and have personal accomplishments. The two can coexist very, very well. And we need more of that, particularly in Star Wars. But to reduce everything this woman is, the fact that she is so instrumental to the entire saga, and be like, but she's Anakin Skywalker's wife first and foremost,
1: is so reductive. I would hope she would change that once she became a mother and was like no mother first please but who knows but like, the way it's written well we we don't know probably but but
0: to to hold that above everything else she is when she
1: has been everything else for so much longer yeah and she's like, like if you think about like how much time she and anakin actually have spent together in those three years of marriage she's not like her real life
0: began the first time she looked into anakin skywalker's eyes And found in there, not the uncritical worship of little Annie from Tatooine, blah, blah, blah. So just to be clear, she wasn't talking about nine-year-old Anakin, but- That would be so gross. Like, let's just be clear here. But I I don't know. Just, it's so strange that we get that here in the same book where we get her entire rebellion plot that we don't get in the movie.
1: But yeah, it's very odd. And another quote is like, She is very like into the fact that he's betraying his vow to the Jedi Order to be married to her and all this kind of thing. And it's like, I don't think Padme is.
0: That was like one of her objections. Yeah. I won't let you give up your future for me. Meaning like she knows how important being a Jedi is. She knows how much the Order needs somebody like Anakin and doesn't want him to give that up. And I don't think Padme in Clone Wars feels that way she's very aware of this of this balance but in that passage it's almost like i don't know who she is
1: yeah a lot of it i think there's just a lot of interpretations of the character that maybe we yeah. don't agree with and also just aren't eventually canon anymore yeah this book
0: is i don't believe it's it's
1: canon anymore not with clone wars no no
0: well even i think the the books got made legends the oh the novelizations the noveliz- these novelizations like the terry brooks Matthew Stover, and God, I
1: can't remember who wrote. Oh, R.A. Salvatore. Well, honestly. Their books. Honestly, if they have, she was the youngest queen ever when she says that not in like a book somewhere, but in the actual movie, we got issues. Well, novelizations like sometimes will, you know, will
0: take a liberty. And then that's why they always say that you default to the movie and not to the novelization for what's like the official narrative. Of things, because these are always just an interpretation, but
1: still, like, yeah. somebody fact check it. Yeah. So it's just the whole trilogy as a whole. And again, what she meant to so many wool girls. I feel, again, like we knew she wasn't going to live, but to have her go down like <laughs> the way that. She did. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand because Phantom Menace is very much political. They're talking trade mm-hmm. routes and treaties and stuff like that. Why cut out this part? I mean, I get that. I get that. *Revenge of the Sith* is quite long; like
0: it's like two and a half hours long. But the thing is, it, at, at that time, we thought it was the last one, like yeah. the last Star Wars movie. So why not? Go, go big because those scenes of hers aren't particularly long either like i think they take up maybe an extra 10 minutes in the deleted scenes
1: yeah yeah 10 minutes max it felt like yeah and they could even shorter them down a bit too and maybe yeah. not even include all of them
0: just so even if they did it would just do a lot more to offset her just pacing around the house and fretting
1: Also, that introduces Mon Mothma, who is completely Uh cut out, too. Yeah. And again, that ties everything together so well and shows, like, it's not just Bail Organa starting it or being the only one. Because it seems really weird, like, in Revenge of the Sith, you're like, so all the senators, everybody's, like, okay with this?
0: Yeah, they don't even get into the fact that there are 2,000 of them that have a
1: problem with it. I understand. War is hard. and Yeah, it's not it's not black and white, but they,
0: they don't make any effort to show that the Senators have any problem with this at all. So they kind of go from, oh, well, I guess there's nothing we can do to this is how liberty dies. Like, well, you, you didn't try to save it, at least not as far as the audience can see.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, again, this is without the original the second Clone Wars. The first Clone Wars kind of go into what they're doing, but like not as much political stuff, which RZ will soon be watching. Yes, and we will be covering. But it's like the Jedi betray everyone, and everyone's like, "Okay." The Jedi don't betray everyone. Palpatine just says they do. No, this is what I mean is like, oh, saying, okay. like they're going along with it and they believe it, which, right? Again, even as a kid. Or teen, I was like, you guys just go with it?
0: It's, the thing is, they did a lot of work to sort of set up why come A New Hope, why people don't really know about the Jedi, and why, you know, like, why they aren't still around, and where the Rebellion came from. Like, they're really trying to set all this up, but they didn't give themselves the space to do that. Yeah. And it's it's not even like they were unaware that beyond this, Padme had nothing to do. Because if I recall correctly, there was also some talk about driving conflict between her and Anakin by him suspecting that Obi-Wan is trying to separate them. Yeah. And he's like jealous. I don't know if he thinks she's cheating on him or what. But that was cut out, except for his whole freak out on Mustafar, like you're here with him, which I think was a holdover from that, which kind of works. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a halfway plot that you tried to give her.
1: Yeah, but it's like, to the bit. Uh, like, you don't even think Padme and Obi-Wan talk that often. You know, he just stopped by that they one They had time.
0: one conversation.
1: Yeah. I think they have
0: more in the novelization. It's been a while since I've read the whole thing. I think they maybe talk once or twice more, but they don't really talk much. Even in Clone Wars, I don't think they're alone that often.
1: Yeah, I can't really think of any time they are.
0: Which I think, honestly, I adore Hayden Christensen with every fiber of my being, but Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor had such good chemistry that I'm like, I feel like this is why they didn't let them talk very much.
1: They separated them on purpose, because... Yeah, because then otherwise people's heads would just be going into a completely different plot. Which I believe some people already do anyway. (coughs) Can't imagine who you mean. Yeah, we're just really lucky that we got additional stuff. The Clone Wars really show Padme taking charge and really caring about people and being like the queen we all knew she was exactly the
0: the queen the senator the person who who cares who puts humanity and i guess well not humanity like sentience person sentient
1: beings
0: yeah sentientness who prioritizes like life and not conflict like living beings are not a statistic to padme the way they become for much of the rest of the government.
1: Yeah, it's just nice th- to think that she's still fighting to the very end. She's not going out without a fight. Yeah, except for right at the end
0: where she dies of a broken heart, apparently. Padme was murdered. Yes, I believe this is another
1: another case you've made. Yes, Palpatine sucked out her life force and gave it to Anakin when he was making Vader. That is my theory. Or Anakin did it subconsciously because she was trying to reach out to him. I think I prefer this to like her dying of sad. I think it's that way because the way it's intercut with her dying and him being reborn. Mm -hmm. Plus, like, how nefarious is that? That
0: his whole reason for being was keeping her alive, and the only thing keeping him alive is her death. That's like messed up, but like in the best possible way, story-wise, like a very dramatic way.
1: Yeah, and the story-wise, not like yay murder.
0: No, we're never yay murder here.
1: Yeah, we're, we're anti-murder murder. here. Let's just put that in, in our second podcast episode. <laughs> just a disclaimer. But yeah, I have issues with her two kids being born and she's just like, well, my husband's evil. I can't go on. I can't be here for my children. Yeah, because that's not the Padme we know and love. She would fight for everything, especially knowing her kids are in so much danger being who they are. I wish they explained her death better than just like it was a broken heart and apparently we're supposed to understand it's not that but as a kid teen I like did not really I get the impression we are supposed to think it's that and that
0: the whole Padme not Padme the whole um, Palpatine killed her thing is a fan theory I was always under the impression we are supposed to think that that it was this great love that broke her heart so thoroughly she lost the will to live oh wow Okay. I mean, there were some questionable decisions made from motivations like that to the fact that Padme is brushing her very
1: curly hair, where it's like nobody with curls would ever brush their dry hair like that. So. Uh, from the novelization, which I believe some of the script, you know, is used in there that gets cut, but it says... Mm-hmm. All organic damage has been repaired. The droid checked another readout. The systematic failure cannot be explained. Not physically, Obi-Wan thought. He squeezed her hand as though he could keep her life within her body by simple pressure. So. Do you know what's surprising, which I learned for the first time like very recently, was this
0: novelization, the Matthew Stover one, came out like a month before the movie did.
1: Yeah, the video game did too. And I bought like the PS2 version of the Sith and I was like, don't don't open it, Candace. Don't do it. Don't do it. But
0: like this entire thing, this entire story was just sitting there complete for a month before the movie was out. So imagine you're the person who did read it before you went and saw the movie. I don't know who who would actually do that. But imagine you were that and you see all of this Padme plot and maybe you're a really big Padme fan. You go see the movie and it's not there. Like I can't imagine. At least if you if you only saw the movie, then you're not really missing anything because you don't know what you're missing. And then when you read the novelization, you're
1: like, oh, bonus. Yeah, but to have it be the other way around, I will never forget. We got the Phantom Menace soundtrack early because family gotta <laughs> love John Williams, obviously. Obviously, and like one of the last tracks is like Qui Gon Jen's funeral, and you're like, what? that's so messed up oh no yeah i was a kid i'm like okay well i guess i'll prepare
0: for that this is why i'm glad when they title soundtracks now that they do it vaguely
1: yeah i know it's like, straight up like qui-gon's dead
0: yeah no it'll be <laughs> like you know a passing and it'll be sad music and you're like oh
1: somebody must die but like they don't tell you who it is yeah i was like just tell us that like dark Maul stabbed him <laughs> like it just give us all the details now <laughs>
0: whole track called obi-wan's emotional scarring
1: yes oh the late 90s oh
0: what a time i mean in the midst of all that phantom menace marketing drop the soundtrack in the middle too just freak everybody out
1: yeah i think there was also like some stuff with the kfc pizza hut they had like taco bell like that all had like merch candace i cannot watch
0: the phantom menace without wanting taco bell (laughs) kfc and what was the other one was burger king i think so yeah
1: yeah or pizza hut
0: He's Maybe a, all four. A, yeah, I'll, But I cannot watch The Phantom Menace without wanting all of those things.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there had something spoilery too. I think it was like the Padme is Queen Amidala. The decoy thing. Yeah.
0: I think they must have because I remember going into the movie and her being like, I am Queen Amidala. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. That tracks. I wasn't surprised at all. So I don't know if it had just been unconsciously spoiled for me by marketing or what. But I was just like, yeah. I don't know why everybody's surprised. It's very obvious.
1: Okay. We went off on a tangent, but that's what we do when we we're talking about stuff. it's still Padme related. It is. Padme on Taco Bell cups. So, Candace, was there anything else? Respect our queen, please.
0: Yes. Respect. Respect our queen. That's it. All right. So, thank you for listening. If you want more from us, you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, at geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, which is all Candace running those
1: tweets. I occasionally uh, will post something about Kylo Ren in honor of our zoo. Yes.
0: You notice I didn't bring you up at all this time. I know. I was so proud. You so hinted. easy to do too. You hinted at it. I hinted at it, but I didn't actually bring it up until just now. I know. So proud. So proud. I think. So yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. Our own personal handles are all on our, on our Geeky Waffle Twitter. If you're interested in following us for.
1: We're on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All our. The Geeky Waffle, right? Or just Geeky Waffle. Geeky Waffle. And we are also on Patreon.
0: Yes. Find us on Patreon. We have Waffles After Dark. Ooh. Which is, which we have been promising for a long time. And uh, starting this week, starting this Friday, join us on YouTube Friday nights for Bad Bitches on Bad Batch, which is our Bad Batch recap live stream hosted by Space Waffles.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And may the waffles be with you.